Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, where each week Jonathan and his co-host interview the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing. Jonathan, take it away. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. It's episode 488. Yes, we're getting close to the big 500. And I'll really be looking forward to this discussion. We've got the founder of BlogFault and Mailcare, two products which I highly use myself and I highly recommend. And we've got Archart Shadow Shadowdale. I've totally destroyed his name, but I'm going <laughs> to let him uh, introduce himself. Off you go. Uh, uh, thanks, Jonathan. Thanks, Adrian, for having me. I'm uh, I'm glad to be uh, to be a part of this. Yeah, and uh, uh, so I'm Akshat Chaudhary. I think Jonathan almost got it right. And uh, you've been very yes, charitable uh, there. <laughs> and uh, I'm the founder of BlogVault and Malcare. Those are the two two main products of ours. There's a third product also, WP Remote. But yeah, that's uh, that's up and coming. All right. All right. So, and I've got my great co-host. Adrian, who's been having some minor technical troubles, but hopefully we have solved those. Adrian, would you like to introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers? Hi, everybody. My name is Adrian. I'm the CEO and founder of uh, Groundhog, a marketing automation and CRM business for WordPress. That's great. And before we go into the main part of the interview, I'd like to just mention about our main sponsor, which is Kinsta Hosting. Now, Kinsta's been my main um, sponsor for the past almost three years. We've been using their hosting for the WP Tonic website. It's been fantastic. You know, when I go to some other clients' um, websites and they're, and they're not using Kinsta, I think to myself, I really couldn't go and use their hosting. I've just got used to using Kinsta. It uses the power of Google and they've got their own interface, which is really very easy to use. And also they've got a superb technical support team. And if you're looking for a quality hosting provider for yourself or for your clients, if you've got WooCommerce, you've got an e-learning website, go over to Kinster, have a look at their packages, and I suggest that you should sign up with them. You're going to be delighted. And the main thing is tell them, that you heard about them on the WP Tonic show. So, Archer, um, so you, how long have you been running BlogVault? Because I think you started BlogVault before Mailcare. And why why have the two separate companies in a way? Uh, all right. So, uh, BlogVault was started almost eight years ago. A little over eight years, I've been doing it full-time. What is BlogVault, just for anybody who doesn't know? Oh, yeah. So BlogVault is a WordPress backup service. It's grown beyond that, but primarily it's it's a WordPress backup service. And uh, I call it a service and not a plugin because it's a whole, uh, whole server. It's a complete service. It's a SaaS solution. It ensures that uh, you you back up your data and keep it safely. So you don't have to connect your own uh, Amazon S3 or Dropbox account. And because it's a complete service, you're able to do incremental backups, which ensures that there's no load on your site. We are able to backup like sites which are uh, extremely large. Some, I think the biggest we have done is over 300 GB in size. Oh. Yeah, and so th- th- that's a quick intro about uh, about BlogWall. So yeah, I've been doing this for 
eight, over eight years now. All oh, right, but I think it's I think it's one of the well, I'm biased. I think it's the best service of of its kind. Um, but what about mail care? How long? You know, why you, why did you start that, and how long you've been running that? And what is it? And what is it? All right. So Malcare is the second product from uh, from Block Vault, and I'll get, I'll get, go into the history of it. It's actually uh, quite interesting. The now the exact date of it is no really exact date for here. Maybe you can put it as the date and on which I registered the domain. But the product had been in the works for a long time. Now, as I mentioned, we had been running Blogger for quite some time. And one of the biggest reasons we saw people uh, doing a restore from a backup was when the sites would get hacked. Now, when we went in to help these customers out to uh, with, the, uh, with, the, uh, with the backup and with the hack, we realized that the sites would be hacked for months at end. And because we stored, keep a history of the site, we would know that the site has been hacked for months. And they would use every single security product out there. And those products would not find the malware. And we thought, okay, maybe, maybe these people are, maybe these guys are totally, uh, maybe unlucky. And these guys are missing the, some really complex malware. And, uh, but then it kept happening. And we, uh, so we realized that if your site is hacked for months, it's, that's not a good thing. So maybe there's a need for a better solution. And that's how, that's how we got down. We got, yeah, started chasing this thing of finding a better way of removing malware, of identifying malware. Forget removing. Removing was further away. And it took us years. <laughs> it took us over three years, actually. And being a small team, Investing such a large amount of energy was, yeah, in, in, hind, in hindsight, it's okay, fine. But going in, like the people who would advise me, they would be like, yeah, you're stupid to be investing such a large amount of R&D and energy into chasing this thing, which you can't even, we don't even know if you can solve it. Uh, but looking back, we are uh, glad that we spend the energy and time because we consistently now find malware missed by every other product out there. And uh, yeah, we, are, we have got, we have done, I think uh, this is one of the best uh, engineering work that uh, me and my team have done. I'm, so I'm sure I'm there's a, I'm sure there's a large group of potential entrepreneurs out there who've thrown in the towel early as a result of their perceived investment in both time and money for whatever their end result would have been. And it appears that you, on the other hand, have did make the massive amount of investment in both time and money in order to produce this, this malcare solution. Can you give us an idea of exactly what that investment was? How much time did it take? What did it cost until you actually had something usable? So again, I, there are two parts to it and something usable is a very important aspect, something which I would advise like fellow entrepreneurs to where you draw the line of usability. So, uh, but it did take us more than three years. Three years? More that's than a, three years. That's a long yeah. project ramp up time. And uh, we, we put in some of our best engineers, so multiple engineers on the project to make it work. Wow. And, the, um... uh, yeah, the difficult Sorry. problems aren't easy to solve, are they? It is a very tough problem. And we are really happy with the solution that we have come up with. 
I have not seen anyone else approach it in the manner that we have. And we have certain uh, advantages also because we work with so many customers across the spectrum, the amount of data that we have access to, uh, the amount of statistics that we have access to makes us, uh, uh, allows us to solve the problem better than I think most people can. You were about to touch on usability and, and it sounded like you had a couple thoughts on what entrepreneurs should classify as usable. And uh, uh, I have mentioned several times on the show that an entrepreneur, if you're creating a new product, should launch as soon as you have something that might work. <laughs> so right. um, I'm curious to hear your, what your thoughts on, on where you draw the line on shipping a product and actually starting to sell it versus continuing to go through the R&D process. So, yeah, so this is exactly so. My uh, and Blogvault and Malke were actually the exact end of us uh, of the spectrum. When I started Blogvault, I built it like in two to three weeks. I thought it's only a two to three week long project. Now looking back, that was stupid because it was a. That even today we are improving the product, but uh, we built it. And I'm just I would be ashamed of the first version that I launched of Blogvault. Whereas <laughs> Malke. Had we launched it maybe two years in instead of three or maybe one and a half years in, we started seeing the light one and a half years in, in, in the approach we had to take. I think we still, would have, we still would have been the best product in the market one and a half years in. It's just Instead that, of if you had gone in earlier, you, it still would have been great. <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, you know, once you have little success, uh, you've to, and that's just your own mistake as an entrepreneur. So it was my mistake as an entrepreneur. You set yourself at a higher standard, which is not, uh, which is detrimental to you as well as your company. So I would uh, strongly, rec- uh, yeah, recommend, uh, yeah, getting it out, getting out, getting it out there with a shittier product. Uh, it's uh, if uh, if you think it's going to add value, and a lot of learning comes after the product launches. Actually, most of the learning comes after the product launches because what we had assumed Malcare would be in the sense how it would get used is very different from how it gets used today. What we thought Malcare with its, uh, uh, with, a, with this a really amazing scanner is sufficient to sell to the market because people would be amazed by it and it was not sufficient. We had to, yeah, we had to build more and more and more to build a complete solution around it. It's, and even it's, today, there is more. Required. Yeah, it's super easy as a developer and as a product creator to get inside your own head and what you think people actually want and need versus what people actually want and need. Yeah, and there's usually a very large disparity between those two goalposts. And uh, sometimes it's not, you can't get that feedback that actually will make your product, you know, 10 times better than somebody else's, you need customers to give you that feedback. But you can't get customers and you can't get that feedback unless you actually put something out there. So if you end up you know, spending however many months or however many years building a product and then you launch it and then you realize that the solution that you solved is not the solution that the people needed, then you know, you're, that's, a, that's not a happy day. <laughs> Absolutely. I think truer words have not been spoken about launching products. So. So yes, that's uh, something I totally believe in. I I still think we can we make an occasional mistake around it, though. So yeah, have somebody to keep that sanity check to make sure that uh, 
you're not uh, you get things out at the earliest uh, but yeah looking back now in the, when you look at the longer bigger picture yeah it's not going to make too much difference mm-hmm. as long as you're committed to making a great product and uh, well, it looks like the three-year the three-year ramp-up time paid off for you at least. <laughs> yes, we got lucky. So, had it not, yeah. you can imagine the company would have been really, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's money we would have lost. And being a small company, we, all of these things, uh, uh, we did, like we are bootstrapped completely. So, and you know, it's such kind crazy. Of- it's crazy too because three years is an eternity for technology. Well, yeah. Just when you're a tech company, three years is like is 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 an eternity. That like you know, like hundreds of thousands of companies rise and fall in that time span, and you know, I, technology changes and like you know, bots change and they get more advanced and all of these things. So a problem that you started solving like three years in the past, you can end up three years later solving an exactly different problem with the same name on the company. How did how did you uh, manage that? Was there is it just still the same problem? Like a, it's still the same problem. Fortunately for us, because we approached it again, the way we approached it was just from first principles. So that made a big difference. So we approached it right from first principles of how uh, hackers go about hacking sites. So and what are first was, principles for people that don't know? All right. So first principles is just uh, uh, okay. Let me try and. Uh, Phrase it, but first principles is when you ask the most fundamental questions around any topic, and especially if you want to learn something, you should always approach it like you should ask the fundamental. So why is two plus two equal to four? You need to ask that question first, and in your specific domain. Once you start looking at it from the first principles, and that's when you have a much clearer understanding of what the problem you're trying to solve, and a better solution. Uh, if you take shortcuts around it, and if you're like, okay, fine, there's, uh, and which is where, uh, which is where we think there's a lot of snake oil in the security market, where people, yeah, people sell, ask you to do 50 things without thinking, how is it going to really help your website, right? So when you do do the 50, when you so what a lot of products make you do 50 things, and then you get this false sense of security. Now, uh, in, uh, it's not that people have approached it uh, or people building it are nefarious. It's just that they have not thought of the problem from the ground up. And because of which you will see that the solutions are either not long-lasting or not as helpful to the customers. Wonderful. Jonathan. So, um this this starts. I thought you were the per, perfect person to have on the show to discuss security, and why having backup, third party backup, um, is also <laughs> re- really important as well. Because I, I hear a lot of people when they use my company's services. Well, we got the backup of this start off. This start off with backup, and then in the second half of the show, we can talk about security. Now, I hear a lot of clients say to me. Well, my site is backed up by my hosting provider, so I don't need a third party. And then I, I point out to them, well, um, you need at least three types of backup, really, to have backup, because you've got to have redundancy. And if you don't have redundancy, you don't have backup. Um, 
I, I would imagine you've heard some, you've witnessed some terrible um, stories of people just relying on their hosting provider. Is there any anyone that comes to mind that might point out why it's so important yeah. to have more than one backup? So, so many of these stories. And again, when I started, I didn't realize that these are the mistakes people make while, and this is why they need backups. So uh, with a hosting company and uh, uh, I think this is a, this is a one, one, one example which I've used quite, quite often where one fine day our customers got an email from their hosting company uh, saying that they're just shutting shop and everything is lost. So basically the hosting company got compromised and uh, uh, they, uh, they were, the hackers asked them for ransomware. So they were attacked with ransomware. And uh, they could not pay that ransom and, the, uh, and uh, they lost all the data and all the backups and that would just disappear like overnight. So at that time, uh, we definitely helped the cust- our customers out. But that's like, that, that thing has happened and we have seen this happen. It almost seems uh, like that's the worst case situation and it would really, really happen. But we have seen that happen. At another time, we have seen uh, the most most common actually, and this is something which happens a lot more often. So, and may, I think a lot of your audience will be able to relate to it. If they just forget to renew their hosting, their credit card on the file expires, and as a small business owner, once you sign up for hosting and your website is running, you you don't go back to your hosting panel and mess around with it and check, make sure that your card is on file. And some email will come, and hosting companies send you fifty emails. Uh, Every now and then, and you just turn blind to it. And then one fine day, you realize that your hosting is account has been shut down. I think, I think the other one is on the cheaper side of the hosting. People don't realize that most of these cheaper hosting providers, they, were, they will only provide like one month of continuous backups. And you, you might not be aware that your site has been hacked for a couple of months. And then when, when you go back to restore from um, your hosting provider, all, all the backups basically are compromised. I, I regularly see that. Is that something you regularly see? Yes, we, we see it quite often. And again, which is the main intention, main reason why we, got, we built Malcare. This happens very, very, very often, and which is why, Alian, we're digressing, but which is why we always say that you cannot re- restoring from a backup is not uh, the solution to getting hacked. Number one, you don't know when you got hacked. Number two, your backups are uh, might have malware on it. Number three, so you don't know which is the clean backup. Number three, even if you restore from a backup. Uh, they might leave backdoors, uh, hackers might leave backdoors behind in other folders someplace. So until unless you completely wipe everything out and then restore from a backup, you will, there's a high chance that you'll still be hacked. So given all of this, uh, yeah, backups, uh, you need to be very careful of uh, how you use your backups. And obviously you'll, uh, yeah, uh, it is... Uh, it is still very, very important to have as much backups as you can. So okay. 30 days, 90 days, we offer 90 days, for example. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, uh, great advice. We're going to go for a break, break, folks. We're coming back. Arshart, we'll have some more great advice uh, about security in general. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Are you a WordPress consultant, designer, or small digital agency owner? Then you need WPTonic as your trusted white-label developer partner for your next big e-learning or WooCommerce project. WPTonic has the knowledge to help you build out custom functionality that your clients need in LearnDash, Lifter LMS, and WooCommerce. WPTonic is well-known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with a full, no-question-asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Find out how WPTonic's white-label services can help your agency today. Go to wp-tonic.com's homepage and book a free consultation with Jonathan. That's wp-tonic, just like the podcast. We're coming back. We're talking to the man that's built to a great backup service plus the malware. So he knows what he's talking about when it comes to backup and malware. Um, just to finish off, um, I just like I just want to example like what my own company's position is. See, we normally take a, a copy of a client's website and then we actually burn it to CD-ROM and it goes into a safe I have in my house that's fire and waterproof. And then we take your product and then we take another um, continuous copy using your product. Uh, um, and then um, we normally got the backups from the hosting provider. So um, <coughs> if if they are compromised and it goes above the like, it depends on the service provider they've got. But if it goes over that one month period and then we go to yours and then we also manually try, um, if the scanner doesn't work and we bring you in, um, sometimes manually we have to look at all the files. But at the last resort, we've got our final, final backup that's in the safe. So we, you know, which isn't a pleasant experience to have to tell a client because it could be months out of uh, date. But at least we've got something that we know is totally clean or as clean as the day we were brought in, put it that way. Um, so when it comes to security, what are some of, the, some of the tips and insights you think that people need to do to try and keep their site secure then? All right, so there are actually quite a few things you can do. Uh, but let me, uh, in my opinion, and actually data proves it, that uh, 99% of sites get hacked because uh, they have a vulnerable plugin or theme. Right, so that's that's the most important factor. Once you understand that, the, what's the other one percent or two percent? How sites get hacked? They get hacked because they have a weak password, and people have cracked that password. Now, what happens is uh, a weak, using a weak password today is totally unacceptable. So let me solve the the that one aspect of uh, uh, of security. So don't use weak passwords. Use a tool like uh, uh, well, LastPass or or equivalent. You, Chrome builds uh, has a built-in password suggester. Use a strong password. That really helps you out because almost every site uh, is getting scanned for 
people are trying looking uh, looking to crack passwords on it now uh, that's that's uh, that's number one advice there are other couple of things you can do to uh, improve the security around passwords besides having a strong password you can do uh, something like uh, having a limit login capability where you prevent people who are attacking or doing multiple attempts to uh, to not be able to do, to not get a free free pass so they sh- they will get blocked if they have made too many false attempts on your on your website to log in and you can also use something like a dual factor authentication each one of these measures obviously come with their downside remembering a, a, a difficult password is not easy uh, for a normal person to deal with dual factor authentication where you you lose your mobile phone can put you in a big problem a lot of times we take it for granted but it it's not it's not that simple and finally a lot of uh lot uh, the uh, a lot of uh, what do you call captcha based systems obviously come with their own usability or accessibility problems so these are the three big ways we think you should protect your login uh this other big one the the real elephant in the room is making how do you protect yourself from vulnerable plugins so i think every one of your listeners must have already heard it enough number of times but it's again worth repeating update your plugins update your themes right i think having a service like wp tonic or or uh, is really really valuable because you make that job easier for a normal business to sit and spend their time updating the plugin and make sure that everything is working fine at the end of it is non non trivial so it's easy for us to say update your plugins update your plugins update your plugins but it there is a huge amount of investment that goes into it in fact our own plugins uh, on blog vault uh, and all, i think we run about four or five websites wordpress sites each one of these our marketing team is very of updating it every every time an update comes out because they, the last thing they want to do is break anything you know if the when the website goes down and while we have great backups and all, all of it nobody wants to go through that pain and many times you don't even realize that an update has broken something so so update is uh, updating sounds easier than it is uh we do a bunch of things to make it easier but that's a separate uh, matter so updating plugins is important now even if you keep things updated there are windows where uh there are sites uh, uh, where hackers can still get in because many a times hackers are the first people to discover vulnerabilities uh there are so many plugins out there not everything gets reviewed by uh by security teams and hackers sometimes discover it before anyone else and there's a high chance that you will have uh a vulnerable plugin which uh has a vulnerability which is known by a hacker even before your uh, you update it so in such a case you will you can get hacked uh, because uh, yeah yeah even if you keep everything up to date and in this case my preferred way of protecting you yourself is through a firewall now uh, firewalls will block dangerous at uh, any dangerous looking requests automatically and this again reduces the surface area of uh, what can happen with your uh, the surface area of the or at the attack surface area of your website now 
again, firewalls, if you want me to go into it, like firewall, there are different types of firewalls. You have free firewalls, plugin-based firewalls, cloud-based firewalls. Everything has advantages, disadvantages. Nothing is perfect, but they still help in reducing the surface area. And that's what, what uh, this thing really is about. And Melcare, uh, you have a firewall as part of the package, don't you? Yes, we do have a firewall. Uh, and we are constantly improving it. Actually, something we are working on right now is, again, it's been a, over a year-long project already uh, where we think we are going to make uh, WordPress, uh, actually a significant percent of state of WordPress almost unhackable. Wow. So that's, that's, again, again, these are, we like to solve these problems. Unfortunately, they take a long, long time to solve them well. And we like, so we keep experiment. we keep working on it. We have our best engineers working on these problems. And personally, I, it's, these are like, if you're an engineer, you, you, uh, you know, you like solving puzzles and these are tough puzzles to solve. And uh, you, they get, they pull you in different directions. And doing it in the context of WordPress is, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. So this is something we're trying to solve and make it even better. But nonetheless, even in the current state, a lot of firewalls do a fantastic job of reducing the surface area. Finally, nothing is perfect. You can still get hacked. So have a good security scanner, something you, you, which is scanning your website uh, regularly every day. Is my, I think once a day is my go-to for most websites that's sufficient. So uh, scan your website, scan well. And uh, as soon as you get hacked, if, if ever, and uh, uh, to take an action, any, if you delay taking an action, the longer a malware is around, the more damage a hacker will cause. And we have seen uh, the entire spectrum of damage being caused. It's better that you discover it first before your web host does or before Google does. Because once Google does it, then the penalty, the cost is way, way too high. In fact, that cost itself is scary enough for you to invest in a good solution. Oh, I actually, yeah. I, I want to, I was just perusing through uh, the Malcare site and I wanted to pivot to a sales conversation because there's kind of like the three we talked about product, we talked about building the product, and now let's talk a little bit about. Well, can we leave? Can we leave that for our bonus content actually? Because uh, we need to wrap up the podcast. Uh, all right. Well, then there you go. We're going to talk about <laughs> selling plugins in the bonus content, which is a reason yeah. for everybody to stick yeah, around. You're right, you're you're right. Staying on for another 10, 15 minutes, are you, uh, Ram? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we're going to wrap up the podcast part of the show. Um, how do they find out more about yourself and Blogvault and Mailcare? What's the best way? Shot? So uh, I'm a fairly private person, so you rarely see me being extremely active. Like I am, I, I, I am your grey beard who's locked up writing code most of the time. But uh, but yeah, I am there on Twitter uh, at Akshatsi. I, I don't tweet much. So that's A K S H A T C. Uh, my, uh, uh, our product websites are blogvault.net, B-L-O-G-V-A-U-L-T.net, and malcare.com, M-A-L-C-A-R-E.com. That's great. And Adrian, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? So if you need uh, help with marketing automation and you want to start building your list and start uh, getting some marketing funnels going, you can go to groundhogwith2gs.io 
to learn about our free WordPress plugin that can help you do exactly that. That's great. And if you want to support the show, the best way is to go over to WP Tonic, join our monthly mail um, newsletter. Um, it's easy, really easy to sign up. And you could also, anybody, uh, any new member <laughs> that signs up to the newsletter, um, they can win a prize. That I will announce the first winner tomorrow. Uh, Rob, I actually did it. Uh, um, that's the best way to support the show. We'll be back next week with another great guest and another great interview. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week.